Hey friends, you're listening to Always Working Mom Podcast, where we believe in community over competition and that all moms are working moms. We will help you learn to balance work, family, mom life, how to handle mom guilt, build a community and create additional income. Most importantly, to help focus less on our differences and more on supporting one another. Because if we can come together on the small things in life, then we can come together on the big issues. I'm your host, Vivian Knox, career mom of two little ones and chips and salsa lover. I am so excited um, to get to interview and sit down today with Pat Connor who is a children's minister or retired sort of kind of at the moment. Um, And she is a mother to adult children, three adult children, um, whom have children of their own right now. So she's a grandmother with um, sage advice. Um, Pat loves the Lord with all of her heart and She is just a wealth of knowledge. And so I am so excited um, to get to talk to her and spend some time with her. And I hope that um, there's something that you can take away from today. All right, let's get started. I'm so excited that today we have here Pat Connor. Hi, Pat. Hi, Vivian. I'm super excited that you agreed to join me today because I think I've known you for way too long to count right now, but definitely when I was a kid. <laughs> for sure, when yeah, you were a kid. For sure, at least sure like 10, when I was 10 years old, because I remember my baby brother was born 10, and I remember my parents framed a little letter that you were the children's pastor at the time, Aww. and it was framed and hanging in his nursery. Oh, well, that's a good one. So I was 10 years yeah. old, and so that was, you know, like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> Maybe 12. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more of that. Yeah. But um, let me hear about who you are, what you've been up to, <laughs> what you've done in your career, in your life. Just tell us about Pat. Okay. Well, this is about Pat for um, all of my career, really. I was in ministry um, and almost all of that in children's ministry, and that has been a great joy to me. Mm-hmm. But the greatest joy to me is being a wife and mother and grandmother. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you about that. Yes. I am married to Larry, who is the nicest man on earth. It's just, Aww. he's my husband, the nicest man on earth. So that was pretty lucky. Yeah. And then I'm the mom to three children. I have mm-hmm. two daughters, Allison, mm-hmm. our oldest, and Jenny, our youngest, and then in between one son, Bill. Mm-hmm. And now I have eight grandchildren. Oh my eight goodness. was my goal number, and we reached our goal number. That's awesome. I know. And every one of them is just amazing. And they range in age from um, Libby is our youngest, uh-huh. and she's one. And Cole is our oldest. He's 17. Oh, wow. So I know that's really a fun part yeah. of my life. So we have this big range of grandchildren, and um, I love it because I hear my grandmother name, which is Nana, I get to hear it in the voice of a little toddler saying Nana, and then the voice of a grown-up man saying Nana. Yes. So I love that. I'm a wife and mother and grandmother. Yes. Love it. What made you, I've always wondered this, 
choose to become a children's pastor? What, what, at what point in your life did you say, that's what I want to do? Have you wondered that since you saw that letter hanging on your brother's <laughs> Since wall? I was 10 years old, I've been <laughs> yeah. wondering that. <laughs> you know, when I was in college, uh-huh. in some way, the Lord just opened my heart up to the fascination of children. Mm-hmm. I, the truth is that until my heart was open like that, I thought that I was too smart to have anything to do with mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. But then... He just turned my heart, and Mm -hmm. I saw how amazing every child is and the potential in every child. It was very fascinating to me. Right out of college, I um, taught at um, a Christian home for boys, Mm -hmm. and um, then when our oldest child, Allison, was born, and Phil, not that long after Allison, I saw something else about children. I saw how amazing it is that they can learn spiritual truths so early. Mm-hmm. And then I became fascinated with wild children are sponges like that, mm-hmm. laying the foundation for them that mm-hmm. will give them a, a strong confidence in the Lord's love for them mm-hmm. and in their knowledge of His Word. And that really became my life's work. Mm, I love that. I love it too. No, okay. So, do you know who Sally Lloyd Jones is? Yeah, the author. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yes. we love the Jesus Storybook Bible yes. and all of her other things. Yeah, I um, read her um, thoughts to make your heart sing devotional for myself I more that. than yes. I read it to my children. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, so I'm a little obsessed with her, and I believe we're friends. She just doesn't know it. Um, <laughs> was that she and I have. Um, share the same love for a man you might know as C.S. Lewis. And I love C.S. Lewis. And he oh. said what she, what inspired her to become a children's author was he said that in order to teach, and I'm going to butcher this quote, but in order to teach truths, you need to be able to teach it elementary to yes. children before yes. you teach it to an adult. Absolutely. And that changed because I've always mm-hmm. loved women's ministry and mm-hmm. um, Bible teaching and learning and sitting at the feet of, of those types of teachers. But hearing that, again, from my friend Sally, um, that that was her heart's desire because of C.S. Lewis. Yes. It just is mm-hmm. so much truth and so... I don't even know how to describe it. Just a big, the big, a big revelation. Yeah. Just of how important it is to Jesus and to God's children. Do you know what I mean? Well, I know what you mean, except it's all through the Bible of <laughs> how important it is. It's good that you learned it from Sally. Yeah. And um, CS, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also all through the Bible. Yes. <laughs> and Jesus even said to come into the kingdom of God, you must come as a child. Yes. I think that always he knew that we would learn more yes. from children mm-hmm. because they're just so um, clear in mm-hmm. their simple thinking yeah it's helpful to us mm-hmm. so I'm glad you have those good friends though. yeah that's good great friends know. yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah that's good that's <laughs> impressive really. I know I'll introduce you to them. <laughs> yeah. oh man okay so I want to know when you um started working you, mm-hmm. you did 
do something before you were a children's pastor, I feel like I remember. Well, yes, I was uh-huh. teaching. Uh-huh. And then um, when Allison was born mm-hmm. and then Phil, I stayed home okay. with them. That was, in, in my thinking, my commitment to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. while our children were young. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're amazing children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't wait for them to start school, so then I could go back to work. <laughs> oh, I love you even more right now. <laughs> and so that's what we did. As soon as Philip was in kindergarten, uh-huh. then I went back to work. I started okay. teaching again, mm-hmm. and that worked um, because I had you know two school age children, uh-huh. and I could teach. Yeah, and I was not teaching then was not what teaching is now. Uh-huh. It was more like you. It's a school day, right? And, and then right, you go home, right? And it's not that way anymore. But right. back then, it was more that way. So that's what we did, and it it, um, it felt really good to me to be back at work, mm. and um, I had missed that part of myself. I yeah. think expressing some of my gifts. Yeah, I had missed that. Yeah, when I was at home with the my children Mm -hmm. even though I thought it was very important I was very happy to still be a mom and then get to go back to work yes so then an amazing thing happened do you know what it was you had Jenny yes I had Jenny yes I'm so smart (laughs) Um, well just the person on the street wouldn't guess that but yes that's exactly what happened when Philip was eight and Allison was 11 Uh we unexpectedly had Jenny mm-hmm. and um, she is such a joy to me mm-hmm. and always has been but mm-hmm. wow at first such a surprise and then it meant I couldn't be teaching anymore yeah so um, that led me down a little side path for yeah. a while mm-hmm. and that was hard oh yes mm-hmm. um, I, yes. Yeah. I loved her, of course. Sure. You know, that's a surprise of motherhood. That right. However many babies you have, you can love them. Right. Um, it, but I did then miss getting to express that part of myself using those other gifts that uh-huh. I had. So um, I stayed home with Jenny in her first year, um, about a year and a half. And mm-hmm. then I did go back to working part-time okay and um, so that you know I was kind of putting together child care and bits and pieces when she was little mm-hmm. we had this great woman mrs. Louise and she had an in-home um, child care oh, perfect. Uh, it really was perfect and she, and she loved Jenny and yeah. Jenny loved mrs. Louise and I could leave her there while I went to teach yeah it was a teaching just in a preschool so it had shorter hours and, right um, um, so that worked for a while and then I got this greatest most unexpected opportunity to go on a church staff and um, be the director of their preschool and children's ministries. Oh, awesome. And it felt like the right thing to do, mm-hmm. even though it's not what I had expected to right. do. Right, right. And right away, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but when I started that job, I could just feel this is using so many different parts of me. Yes. This is my thing yes. to do. 
and I felt like the Lord was um, confirming that in right. many ways. So when she was so little, um, it wasn't that hard to do. She could go into the office with me and then go to the weekday Mother's Day Out kind of program mm-hmm. as a church. And that's what we did for quite a while with her. Okay, awesome. And did you um, did you wrestle with with any guilt during that oh. time? Like, what did that look like with, because oh. you were a stay-at-home mom longer with your yes. first two. I, yes, of course I wrestled with guilt. All of motherhood is wrestling with guilt. That is what motherhood not is. very comforting. <laughs> well, I've been at it a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just that it's so important and your children yeah. are so important to you, mm-hmm. and you know that you are so important to them, and you want everything to be perfect for them. Mm-hmm. But you know better than anyone that they don't have a perfect mother. Right. So there's always that guilt that I think all of us deal with. Yeah. I'd be really surprised to find a mother that doesn't feel guilty. Yeah, I agree. So um, I, you know, we did kind of piece it together with Jenny. It helped a lot that um, because I had that long period of time, I kind of had a built-in babysitter with her older sister, right? And that helped. And um, I spent my ministry responsibilities grew and grew because mm-hmm. I was right. That, right. That was the thing that was for me. Right. I used all my gifts. Not that it was more important than being a mother, Mm -hmm. but it was always very important to Mm me. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very thrilling to me to get to do work that was obviously eternally significant. Right. And I could make a difference in a lot of lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that I ever lost sight of being the mother to my children Mm. is also eternally significant. Yes. And that is the thing that nobody else can do with me. Right. Oh, that's so good. And such a good reminder for me as as a career mom. So, yeah, you know, to not lose sight of that and to do a self-check. That that is a good thing to say, because I think that's the secret Mm -hmm. to checking ourselves as we go along. And I did not always get it right. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. know there were times when my job, Mm -hmm. which was ministry, but still a job, Mm -hmm. um, took up too much of my time. Mm -hmm. It took up too much of my heart. Mm -hmm. And... Because of that, my children, especially my youngest, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the concentrated early time with her, Mm -hmm. um, I I think that was an unfair cost to them. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I can look back and see some things that I would have changed. Yeah. But they all turned out great. Yes. Yeah. And yes. they all love me. Yeah. So, yay. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you have eight grandchildren. <laughs> and I have eight grandchildren <laughs> who call me Nana. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so what what would be your opinion interpretation biblically then, like of what a mom should be then? I know for me, for example, um, as a believer um in living in the Southern Bible belt, mm-hmm. um when I went to work, it was out of necessity, and I worked part-time financially to get out of student loan debt. 
um, over the course of that time, you know, God changed my heart in a sense to, yeah, working is okay for me. And I know for me, feedback that I got from well-intentioned other believers were, you should be at home. Your place is at home if there's not a need financially for you to have to work. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would always go back to Proverbs 31, and I wrestled with that because I'm like, this lady is getting up <laughs> early in the morning, and she is selling some sort of goods. Uh, yes, yeah, she is. She's bringing in money. Yeah. Yes. On top of all the things she already has to do in that long list of her day. Yes. And yes. so for me, it was a wrestle of, was that enough biblically to stand on in addition to something that I felt in my relationship with God, where God was like, this is where you're called to be, and that's okay, and this can be a ministry too. It just looks different. Missions in, in business, yes. it just looks different yes. than what it would look like if you were going to Bible study every Tuesday morning with other moms. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely a teaching in the Christian culture mm-hmm. um, in America and probably in the Bible Belt where mm-hmm. we are especially. And this was even a stronger teaching back in the day when I had young children mm-hmm. that women just stayed home. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Proverbs 31 lady too because she did it all. She yeah. worked at home and she went out and yeah. earned money. Yeah. Um, clearly the Bible teaches the priority of family. Right. It is a biblical principle that's seen throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. Throughout the Bible we see um, that what the Lord has in mind is a partnership between mothers and fathers as they raise their children. Mm-hmm. Probably the most um, difficult passage, or the one that is used the most often when people say, you must stay home, mm-hmm. is from Titus 2, mm-hmm. when it says that older women are to teach the younger to be workers right. at home. Sometimes that's translated as keepers. Probably workers is a more accurate translation, but Mm -hmm. nevertheless, it does say at home. Mm -hmm. And lots of people will stand on that Mm -hmm. when they're telling you you should be at home. So clearly, you should be prioritizing your husband and children. Does that look like you have to stay home? I just can't believe that it does because mm-hmm. the Bible is not simply for us right now where we live. It right. is for all people through all ages. And for the majority of history, women have often not been able to just stay home mm-hmm. and be mothers. Um, I even think of I can remember my grandmother, and she um, lived on a farm. Mm -hmm. And I can remember her out working in the fields early to late. So I think of the generations of women who did that and partnered with their husbands in providing and raising their families Mm -hmm. in that way. And I doubt that my grandma Phillips working out in the field was able to spend 
any more time with her children than a woman who's working in corporate America today. Mm. Yeah. So I really hate that we make those judgments. Yeah. Does it make sense to you what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Different cultures, different societies require different things of women Mm -hmm. and men. In first century Rome, when the um, Titus passage was written, many families had like home businesses, mm-hmm. um, carpentry or soap making or whatever right. that the husbands and wives would be working at together mm-hmm. in a partnership. And um, easily that passage could be speaking to that. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is to be a hard worker. Mm-hmm. That is the teaching there. Every mother works hard. Amen. Yes. Amen. If you are working at home, yes, you're working hard. Mm-hmm. If you are working outside the home, mm-hmm. you're working hard, and then going home to work hard some more. There yes. is no end to the work of a mother. Twenty-four seven. Absolutely. Yes. For a lot of years. Yes. Again, I'm telling you something encouraging. The work just keeps <laughs> going. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just hate it that we judge each other. Yes. And especially that we judge each other based on a scripture mm-hmm. that can actually cause us to overlook the more overriding principle of scripture, which is how we are to raise our children. Mm-hmm. We are to raise our children by loving them, mm-hmm. by knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. And I love Deuteronomy 6 that says, teach these truths to your children mm-hmm. when you are walking with them, when mm-hmm. you get up in the morning, when you're going to bed at night. Obviously, a mother must spend time with her children. Yes. But how that plays out in different families is going to look different. Right. I just feel like we're all in it together. Yes. Let's learn from each other. Yes. And raise those children feeling loved and in a way that they can flourish mm-hmm. no matter who they are. This then isn't a black and white issue. This is, again, the theme, I feel like, of Jesus. This is a heart issue. Absolutely. That Yes, that's why I like so much that you said self-check, mm-hmm. because I believe that a mother has to constantly check yeah. her heart. There is nothing like motherhood to make you move towards selflessness. Holy cow, yes. yes. So that is the area that I think we need to keep a check on yeah. ourselves in. Am I, am I doing this? because it feels good to me Mm -hmm. or am I doing this because it's the right thing Mm -hmm. for my family Mm -hmm. how will my children flourish Mm -hmm. in this way of life and that can change you can be a career mom one minute and God says hey yes or vice versa yes it's gonna change though to do those self-checks like an oil change yeah as we're talking I I I know that I go to the doctor every three months because if you can't tell I have OCD (laughs) and so we're already gonna check I'm asking you know what we need to add this to the checklist yes yes. and do a self-check about My yes, heart yes. and the children and God. <laughs> yes, because good. then we're going to add that on right. there because otherwise I will forget yes. to do the self Right, right. But mm-hmm. now I have 
And every three month yeah. reminder to get it done. <laughs> yes. But I mean, yeah. there, it, seasons change. I do think you have to keep checking in with mm-hmm. yourself. It's difficult, you know, how the Bible says that the heart is deceitful. Yes. It is hard to yes. know when we have slipped over into selfishness. Yes. And um, when we need to deny ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I just don't believe that the Lord gives us a rule mm-hmm. that mothers must stay home when it's not even possible for millions of women yes. today throughout history and years to come, it's not going to be possible. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't set us up for failure Mm -hmm. in that way. I love that. I'm glad. Oh, you're so (laughs) smart. I just want to sit and just ask you all the questions. (laughs) That'll be another topic. Yes, we're coming to the end of what I know. Pat Connor (laughs) interpreting the Bible for me (laughs) with my friend Sally and C.S. Lewis. right. (laughs) I want to tell you about my daughter, Jenny. Yes. Because uh, Jenny has three little girls. All my granddaughters belong to Jenny, mm. and they are one, five, and seven. Jenny is a rock star mom. Five and seven. Yeah. Oh, That's amazing. We could go on and on about each yeah. one of them, um, but I just want to say Jenny is such a great mom. What Jenny also is, she's a rock star teacher, mm. and um, she's just gifted for it. Mm. Well, she has been raising her three daughters and teaching kindergarten, and her husband, who's a great dad, mm-hmm. is um, he has a job where he travels a lot. Mm. Very difficult. Mm. And um, I've just been watching her thinking, how does she do this? I think everybody that knows her is watching thinking, how does she do this? And she recently told me that she felt the Lord had put it on her heart to leave teaching. Really? Yes. So now she's going to be, at least for a period of time, a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. It is costly to yeah, her yeah. because she's giving up something that she's really good at, that mm-hmm. she gets a lot of affirmation for. Right. They're giving up a second yeah. income. But she felt in her heart that the Lord was prompting her to make this change. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we don't listen yeah. As the Holy Spirit leads us, we're mm-hmm. not very good at that. Yes. But I've come to trust that he leads each one of us. It looks different mm. for us, though. So I'm very proud of Jenny Yes. for following that leading. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's really encouraging. Really it is to me, too. Yeah, we're real excited about it. Yeah. Except, I mean, she can get sad. And well, sure. So I have yeah. to remember to give her affirmation for being a great mom. Good which, job doing yes. the dishes. Oh, my goodness. It is a thankless job. No it one, really is. You know, no one does a performance review on you for how would you do on that laundry right. and, and those dishes. Exactly. Right. And every day you can just remember the times when you didn't get it exactly right. Right yelled or Mm -hmm. had a little fit of Mm -hmm. temper and so yeah yeah oh that's great um how would you compare mothering at this time as Jenny is a mom now Mm -hmm. compared to the time when you were a mom in your generation like what what differences have you seen whether they've improved or, or not oh it is so much more difficult now, now from the time when I was a young mom, 
there are many more opportunities, professional opportunities available to women. So mm-hmm. we've had that change in our society. So I'll say um, that's probably a good positive change. Mm-hmm. But except for that, I just think the pressure on young mothers now is extremely difficult. I think one of the things that I see is that we live in a judgmental society. Mm -hmm. It has come to be a natural way of life that we put other people down so we feel better about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We see it in politics Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, It's just all around us, and I see that it is absorbed into us, and that becomes an easy way to respond There's nothing Christ-like in that judging each other. Mm -hmm. It's just that it makes us feel better because this person does it in a way that I don't do it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a mom who feels that God has led me to be at home full-time with my children, it makes me feel better about that choice if I'm able to criticize my neighbor who I see driving off to work every morning. And the opposite is true for the neighbor who drives off to work every morning. So that, to me, is heartbreaking because I want us to just say, what you do is amazing. How can I help you? And then be able to hear in return, what you do is amazing. How can I help you? Um, I think that kind of community of mothers would be so helpful. Instead, we live in this kind of Instagram world where it's nonstop comparison Mm -hmm. based on what we see on social media, which there's a part of us that knows that's not how their life really is. Right. But look, we see the picture right there, and there they are all sitting together, dressed in coordinating colors, reading a book and having hot cocoa before bed. And here I am, my children are screaming, running naked through the house. And (laughs) there's dog poo and maybe baby poo. (laughs) Exactly. So it just sets you up for that feeling of failure and very self-defeating. Yeah. Um, And it becomes a way that we parent our children, in fact, Mm -hmm. like, Get these matching pajamas on right now so we can take a picture. <laughs> yes. So we set up an unrealistic expectation and put secondhand pressure on them. That's so true. So um, how has life changed? It's become much more difficult, mm. demanding, I believe. Mm. I feel like you're talking exactly to me. I know I've shared with you earlier today <laughs> and I've shared before Um, on the show that I'm guilty of that judging. And that is what really kind of motivated me to start talking about this was realizing God allowed me to realize how ridiculous I was being in the sense of judging stay-at-home moms and acting as if my calendar was busier or... I just have so much on my plate. How dare I have to do one more thing when 
a stay-at-home mom should volunteer at the school or whatever and and rationalizing that and and judging them really was eye-opening in the sense I wonder what they're saying about me Mm -hmm. and then realizing we're never going to support one another right if we're constantly consumed with judging one another absolutely and I, I feel that this could be in reference to so many other things Absolutely in life. Um, but God, you know, wanting us to love him and to love others well. And how can we love others well when we're judging them yes. and not willing to figure out a way to support them? Mm-hmm. And I might not ever completely understand what another mother is going through or their schedule as a stay-at-home mom if I'm circumstantially not in that. But I do feel like we need to stop judging one another, right? <laughs> right, Vivian, <laughs> you're right. I. It's hard for me to imagine you ever being ridiculous, but I do think that we can. <laughs> oh, what <all>, happened? <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all fall into that trap. But do you see how the root of it really is yeah. putting other people down so we can feel better about ourselves? Yes. Yes. It's rationalizing, justifying, yes. making us feel yes. bigger and better. So that leads me to think about how we actually do not live our lives connected to Jesus Mm -hmm. because if we live connected to him Mm -hmm. not only is the guidance of the Lord clear but also we know that we are perfectly loved Mm -hmm. and accepted and we don't have anything to prove Mm -hmm. yeah love that I know in the past you have um, shared with myself and some others that what you've learned um mothering you've learned a lot now seeing it through your daughter's yes eyes and so I kind of want to dive into that and and hear more about what that looks like because to me I'm thinking from the outside in you're such a good mom like somebody must have mentored you and then you just know everything (laughs) because you're perfect no what have I taught you about mothers we all fall short we all feel guilty (laughs) well I've already told you a little bit about Jenny and what a great mom she is and how I see her creating a home that is characterized by love Mm -hmm. and warmth acceptance and um Fun. Yeah. Yet her kids have a great sense of fun. I did learn a valuable lesson as a young mom, and I, I heard some speaker talking about how every parent messes up, steps over the line in discipline, mm-hmm. or is too harsh, or lets things go. We, we all fall short. Mm-hmm. But what is really important, what children grow up basing their lives on, is the overall atmosphere in a home. Mm. So I really have not seen anyone do that better than my daughter, Jenny, Mm. to create a home that may not be perfectly clean all the time, but everyone in it knows that they're loved. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see, and I'm so grateful that my granddaughters have that gift. Yeah. So I haven't talked much about my daughter, Allison, Mm -hmm. our oldest daughter. Allison um, 
When her boys were one, three, and five, Allison was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, Mm -hmm. and she fought really hard, but um, probably maybe four years into her fight, we recognized that cancer would take her life Mm -hmm. unless the Lord intervened, and we didn't feel that that was his plan for her. Um, and she did die when her boys were 8, 10, and 12. I got to spend a lot of time with her, and I saw um, something amazing. My daughter realized that she had limited time with her boys, mm-hmm. that she was not going to have the time to train them to do everything that she had dreamed of training them to do. Um, but she saw in this limited time, I can give them what is the most important. So that was a fascinating lesson mm-hmm. in mothering to watch as she did that. She had two things that she wanted them to know. She wanted them to know that their mother loved them. Mm-hmm. And um, she told them, she wrote it to them, she sang it to them. She asked them over and over every day, do you know I love you with my whole heart? And um, she wanted to be sure that even though they would grow up without her and live hopefully long lives without her, that they would always have that love of a mother in their heart. And the second, she wanted them to know that God loved them. She had a few little sentences that she would just rehearse with them over and over. And it was, God loves you. God is in control. God will take care of you. Mm. Over and over, God loves you. God is in control. God will take care of you. Now, I will say, as my daughter was sick and dying, it did not feel like God was in control. Right. It did not feel like God would take care of any of us. Right. But this she knew to be true. So there was power in those words. And she left those lessons with her boys. Mm-hmm. She's been gone from us now for five years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes her boys will say a spiritual truth to me and I'm like, how did you know that? Yeah. And then I remember, this is what Allison chose to spend her time as a mother teaching them so that they could live their lives knowing they were deeply loved by their mother mm-hmm. and deeply loved by God. Mm. And um, isn't that a good lesson for all of us? Let's focus on what really matters. Yes. She did it when she had to. Right. But we should all be doing it whether we have to or not. What a more powerful reason to do a self-check. Absolutely. Absolutely. She had the force to self-check. But it can be a gift to all of us. Absolutely. Yes. And the boys still cling on to those... Lessons. Yes, yes. They. Um, we recently had, we go on an all-family vacation mm-hmm. at the anniversary of her death every year. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also lost their dad. Um, they've had a lot of trauma in mm-hmm. their young lives. But I love it when we start talking about their mom and we make fun of her like, you know, <laughs> any family would do. Of course. <laughs> Loving family doesn't of mock course. each other. Um, 
and um, they have joy in, yeah. in remembering how much she loved them. Mm-hmm. And they have faith that God does love them, and it doesn't always feel like it, but right. he is in control and he will take care of them. Mm-hmm. That is a successful mom right there. That's so encouraging. Yes, I think so too. It's been encouraging to me. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for letting me. So I, I want to know, since you are Pat, <laughs> and you're just a wonderful mother, and you've done this, what advice now, knowing what you know, would you give your daughters and just any woman? What is the most important thing you would tell them as, as mothers, whether they're career moms, stay-at-home moms? What is that one thing? Probably the one thing that I would say is it's not about you. Mm. It is, first of all, about the God who created you and what he has called you to do. And in his graciousness has allowed you the miracle of being a mother, mm-hmm. which none of us will ever get over. What a wonderful gift that is. Sometimes we believe that our children are here for us Mm. and they are not they are also here to bring glory to God the only way that that happens is when you help them become who they are created to be Mm. not when you try to fit them into a box that is going to make you look good so know your children help them become who God created them to be and help them to fiercely love and depend on the God who loves them. Mm. I love that. I'm writing that down. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to know, okay, so you're supposed to be retired, but you're not really retired. And what, what, what are you doing right now? And what's, what's next for you since you're, yes, I, I did retire from Mm full-time ministry. My husband and I moved so we could basically be closer to our three grandsons, Mm -hmm. Allison's boys Mm -hmm. and get to see them more play a larger role in their lives and that has worked out great and we also um, get to be near Jenny still we're about equidistant from Allison's boys and our son Bill and his boys so um, we kind of get to see everybody my real goal in retirement is to always say yes to my family Mm -hmm. if my children or grandchildren ask me to do anything I hope to always say yes and leave a memory with them of what a priority they are Mm. in my life. Everybody should have someone that will always say yes to them, I think, and should feel like, oh, I'm the most important person to her. That's how I want my kids and grandkids to feel. Um, But I still do some work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just some. <laughs> I turned out to not be very good at retirement. So, oh, God's been so good to me. I um, have been getting to do quite a bit of work in church consulting, mm-hmm. ministry coaching, leadership coaching, and that is good and challenging work for me, and I'm making some really good friends along the way. Mm-hmm. I get to do some writing and speaking and 
everything that I get to do feels like a gift Mm -hmm. to me. So it's a great time of life. Yeah. You're real far from it, but you'll get yes. there one day. It's I, a great I'm sure time. I will. Yeah. <laughs> because I was 10 just 10 years ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming oh, and you, sharing Vivian. just all of your wisdom. Oh, well, I don't you, know about you better, wisdom. But yeah, it's wisdom. Okay. So thanks. just take it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Oh man, I told you guys that Pat Connor is just a wealth of knowledge and I don't even know where to begin to summarize and boil down um, just some takeaways from our conversation. Um, I, I am just so amazed how she can summarize our society right now and how we are judgmental and how really... When we are putting other people down, we're really making us feel better about ourselves. And I think that's just huge when I'm going to stop and think about the action of judging, you know, in that moment and how I can reorient my thought process and my heart um, to a posture of, of offering support. Again, you know, we don't necessarily have to empathize or sympathize with one another because we might not know what um, it feels like or what each mom is going through. But I think we can all really just be able to reorient our thoughts, our posture, our heart to, to say, what you do is amazing. How can I help you? And, and to offer that, to hear it, and to return that to one another, I think is such a good and practical takeaway from, from our conversation today. Um, I love Pat, and I love her heart, and I love just her passion about that. Every mother works hard wherever you are in that quote-unquote work. Um, so... I mean, I definitely want to have her back and just pick her brain and talk to her more. So if there are things that you would like um, to ask Pat and and sit down, I really want to be able to get you guys involved and we will sit down again for sure. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show today. I'm Vivian Knox and you've been listening to Always Working Mom. Visit alwaysworkingmom.com for show notes, resources, and more info. Find us on Instagram at alwaysworking underscore mom. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, drop us a review, and share with your friends. You can send us an email on topics you would like to hear about at alwaysworkingco at gmail.com. Music is provided by... Kabbalistic Village titled Funky Vibes. See you next time.